0: You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness in a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine.
1: We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our licks? to getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties.
0: Disclaimer, no late night texts needed to detox and chill. This episode is brought to you by one of our favorites, Silver Fern. As you know, we use them every single day. We use the protein powder, the fiber powder, the probiotics. My personal favorite is the chocolate protein powder with probiotics. Very efficient. And we have an announcement.
1: There is also a vanilla version of Mm -hmm. the probiotic protein powder. Um, So I tried that version this week in my morning smoothies, and I absolutely loved it. I'm always a vanilla girl, actually, over chocolate, so I'm loving that. I'm still incorporating the probiotics every single morning, and I just feel like as the holidays are upon us, which means, I mean, today was my Thanksgiving at Mm -hmm. work, so it's just good to keep everything in your gut healthy, and Silver Fern really helps me
0: to do that Mm -hmm. and I love starting off the day with silver fern I've added the fiber powder recently it's flavorless you can literally add it to anything It's just that extra dose of fiber to get things moving so we love silver fern we hope you do too you can use our code detox 15 for 15% off yeah and it's a great gift too yes such a good gift I know I'm thinking about people I can get the protein powder Mm -hmm. for this holiday season Mm -hmm. so stock up and thank you silver fern thanks silver fern so hi thank you so much for coming this is kind of surreal um we haven't done a podcast in front of an audience before Mm -hmm. so We're usually in our sweatpants (laughs) in my apartment. So this is really cool. And we can't believe so many of you came out.
1: I know. This is like blowing my mind, guys. So thank you for everyone who's here. So for anyone who doesn't know, Beck and I started this podcast in June officially. And we've been so lucky that it's just like taken off and it blows our mind and like sitting here and seeing everyone here makes me emotional it's so cool so thank you guys um we love to talk about wellness so beck and i both have nine to five jobs um and i think for me you know i recently made a switch and i'm so much happier shout out to the work who's here. But for a while, for a while, I just didn't feel fulfilled by that. So this podcast was really an outlet for me to express myself creatively and just like learn about my passion for
0: wellness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So both of us, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast, we both have corporate jobs, work nine to five. So this is definitely our passion project. Um, And this kind of lights us up. um, And we haven't, Before we started the podcast, at least for me, I had never really felt fulfilled by what I was doing on a day-to-day basis. So this has really just opened so many doors for us. Um, But I want to do a quick shout out. Thank you to Tess and Outdoor Voices for just letting us be here and co-hosting with us this is awesome mm-hmm. um and then thank you to our snack vendors so you hopefully you all tried the snacks um so one is oat shop alan is the owner and he's amazing alan, he if you're us listening up. we love you we love you so <laughs> much so all gluten-free dairy-free he has the oat shop in davis square and it's one of our favorite places to go um and then healthy truth snacks which is a boston company a local company so we always want to support them um so if you tried the nut clusters you know they're amazing there's blueberry and pizza flavor pizza so which good. i gave the work crew a sneak peek of yes. and they are so good so good <laughs> um and then we had by chloe so it's the vegan restaurant here in boston um and that's a banana bread so vegan right i think so i think it's vegan <laughs> <laughs> yes um so thank you to them mm-hmm. and thank you to our amazing panelists yeah we're so and excited to core power oh, for yes. the amazing mats yes. that everyone is
1: sitting on i feel like
0: it makes it feel cozy yes so thank you to core power yeah um and hopefully you're comfortable on them if you're not just like let us know we'll trying to figure something out yeah and
1: also (laughs) before i forget so jenny if you're listening so our third panelist jenny unfortunately her cat was having some issues Mm -hmm. we think that she's fine Mm -hmm. but shout out to jenny if you're listening we love you Mm -hmm. we hope all is well sending all the good vibes your way
0: Um, So, our panelists tonight are these two beautiful women right here. Um, I have the absolute honor to work with Wendy Williams. Um, She's on the end right there. Um, So, Wendy, (laughs) I'm just going to read her bio because it's amazing and I didn't memorize it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, Wendy graduated from University of South Carolina with a BS in athletic training, sports medicine, and from Simmons College where she completed a master's degree in social work with an emphasis in urban leadership. Wendy is a former Outward Bound instructor, Peace Corps volunteer, like what? NBD. Peace Corps, okay. (laughs) Triathlete, marathoner, and avid fitness instructor. Currently, Wendy focuses her fitness energy in the yoga space where she teaches yoga sculpt and is a coach for up-and-coming yoga sculpt teachers. When not working in her corporate jig with me um, or (laughs) teaching and coaching yoga, Wendy focuses a great deal of her energy with Girls Leap where she serves as a very active board member and we're actually going to the Girls Lead Gala tomorrow. We're so excited. It's an amazing organization. So the mission of empowering girls and young women with skills to live and be safe in this world fuels Wendy's desire to make lasting impact for the next generation of women. Like, what? So give it up for Wendy.
1: (laughs) Basically, just mic drop, we're done. That's it. I don't want to break the mic, but I would. Um, And we also have Ciara, who is just as incredible and amazing. Should have went
2: first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Ciara is a certified yoga instructor and holistic health coach based in Boston. Um, Through mindfulness, movement, and holistic nutrition, she specializes in combining the healing wisdoms from both yoga and plant-based nutrition to set women on the path towards optimal health. As a scientist by training, super cool. Her specialized academic and industry knowledge has given her a unique, westernized, and holistic perspective that aims to create customized wellness approaches, empowering clients to find strength in healing their own bodies. Ciara strives to encourage individuals to develop a deeper dialogue with their bodies and recognize that a comprehensive health plan includes your mental, psychological, and emotional well-being, which is so important to Mm -hmm. us. I feel like that's something we are really trying to hit on with the podcast, is just bringing it all full circle with mental and emotional health. So love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Ciara. Yeah. Um, So as you know, tonight's Podcast, live recording, whatever you want to call it, um, is all about stress. So, we want to start off with a guided meditation by Ciara um, just to, so we can all get in the zone and feel yeah, grounded. Because I'm like the a session. little nervous. So, yeah, I'm ready for yeah, this. I'm like butterflies. so <laughs> get it out. Here we go.
2: It'll be okay. All right, everyone. So, I'd like to invite everyone to close your eyes and just take a moment to bring your attention and your awareness to your breath. Just allowing the breath to come a little bit slower and a little bit calmer as you breathe. And slowly beginning to roll the shoulders forward, up and down, keeping that spine nice and long. Just really taking a moment to tune into how your body is feeling. I know that most of us just arrived here from our daily jobs and I'd like to everyone to take a moment to give yourselves a moment of gratitude for just bringing yourself here slowly beginning to listen to the pace of your heart as you breathe just channeling that energy all the way to the crown of your head slowly beginning to Feel that energy be guided down the back of your neck. Slowly releasing down the back of your spine, all the way down to the sacrum, and the sit bones as you breathe. Just being mindful of the feeling of the earth underneath your seats and tuning back in to the body as you breathe and just taking a deep inhale in open mouth exhale just taking another gentle inhale in and slowly release Just bringing your attention back into your body, focusing on how you're feeling. From the beginning of the day until now that you can wind down from the stresses of your day. And slowly beginning to settle into the earth, really rooting down nice and strong Taking another gentle inhale of the breath. And slowly release. And just taking another gentle inhale in. And relax. And as you're ready, slowly beginning to flutter your eyes open. Just take a moment to how your body's feeling hoping everybody feels good no blank stares (laughs) i'm I'm used to that it's like after years of yoga we both want to preface this that so a lot of
1: us are in the working world right and we all do so much outside of work we all have families you know we have relationships we try and go to the gym we try and eat healthy there's so much going on. So I think the purpose, at least how Beck and I look at this, it's not like let's eliminate our stress because to be honest, I personally don't subscribe to the fact that that's possible, but really like let's figure out good ways to manage it. So that's why we brought these lovely ladies. Yeah. yeah. So first, I would love to hear a little bit about your background as a scientist to take a step back. And then I'd love to hear your journey from that to getting more into mindfulness.
2: All right, deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a long journey. So I've been working in the biopharmaceutical industry for a little over 12 years now. And I started out working in the lab straight out of college. And at that time, working, you know, eager beaver, you know, Mm -hmm. 21, 22 years old, Mm -hmm. getting a first time job. It's like you want to do everything, hitting the ground running, um, whatever needs to be done. He's basically, you know what, let's just get it done. Um, So my experience from working in that industry is definitely a high stress job. Um, being, in, you know, scientists in a lab working over almost 50 plus hours a week, mm-hmm. having to come into the lab on the weekends during snowstorms, mm-hmm. um, tight deadlines, you know, managers on top of you about things that need to get done and, and, you know, working on different clinical trials and having to be, you know, it's always about the customer and having to just get things done. So just working in a very high stress, high volume, high impact um, industry. But for me, uh, my journey, just like taking it back for a minute. So I grew up as a a vegetarian. I grew up in a vegetarian household. And so you would think that, you know, focusing on plant-based nutrition, you know, I think I've had my health and everything all figured out. But as I got older and started working in corporate America, I wasn't really paying that much attention to my health. Um, I had a lot of stress um, just because of working the long hours I develop a lot of gut dysbiosis. I had a lot of stress. I had migraines that I couldn't really figure out what was happening. I was seeing all these different specialists who couldn't really figure out what was wrong with me. And um, I remember going to one specialist um, to address some issues I was having with my gut. And they basically sent me home with a CVS prescription for digestive enzymes. Mm -hmm. So um, Mm -hmm. at that point, I really started digging in and Doing my own research, um, digging into like scientific articles about nutrition and health and stress, um, reading different books about people that I admire in the industry um, in terms of like nutrition and stress, um, taking care of your body in a, more of like a holistic outlook. Um, so at that point, I'm just kind of thinking, I know it's kind of scattered right now. Um, So I say a couple of years ago, I still work in the industry now, but I kind of hit a breaking point in my job. I was having a lot of gut issues, and I couldn't really figure out what was going on. And the pressure that I was having was radiating radiating all the way into my back. And at this point, I I was working in Cambridge, um, and I lived about a five-minute walk away from my job and I remember just walking home literally hunched over and I didn't know and at that point having my boss tell me you know what we have this deadline we need to get stuff done we really need to be in the lab we really really need to to get um, all the results for the different trials that we were working on and I remember (laughs) a couple of days later I ended up getting the flu and then I was out of work for a couple of days and at that point I remember my boss saying, you know what, I, you know, you're sick, but you really need to be in the lab, you really need to be With working. With the flu? That's With awesome. the flu. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. So at that point, it might have been a year, um, a year too long. I ended up leaving my job, but I ended up saving up enough money so I could stay at th- stay away from my job for about Six, six months or so. Wow. So um, I ended up. Leaving. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I kind of shift gears in the industry, but it's not as stressful. I mean, I still have the stress, but it's not as at the point that it was when I was originally mm-hmm. um, working back in the lab. But I just took a moment take some time off. I didn't have another job lined up, but it was okay. I didn't really worry about it. Oh my God. So, you know, I basically told myself that I really had to tune into how I was feeling, what's more important, my job or my health. Mm-hmm. And you kind of think about it, you're, you know, I don't want to say that you're a kind of a disposable employee. I guess you kind of look at it that way. Um, you can easily be replaced with mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. job if you kind of look at it um, from that perspective. But I ended up taking some time off and really thinking about what I wanted to do and ended up shifting gears from there. So right now I'm working in a job that's not as stressful. Um, similar industry so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's kind of where my path is right now yeah amazing wow and
0: it's so sad that we have that pressure in the corporate world sometimes to push ourselves to that limit and get to that burnout and you know upper management is like oh you're fine like we've all been through it it's kind of Mm -hmm. like a rite of passage but hopefully that is shifting um, as we're moving into a kind of a of generation where our voices are more heard or we're speaking mm-hmm. out more. Um, so Wendy, to that point, I, you've been in the corporate world for a while. Did you ever experience that burnout? And if so, did how did you handle that? Never. <laughs> it's been perfect. It's been great. <laughs> um, of course. I think, you know, it ebbs and
3: flows depending on sort of if you've been in a job for a while. Um, I definitely experienced burnout. I had sort of, I like I said, we Beck and I work together, but I've had different roles within the same company. And for about two years, I was in a national role, so I worked from home. And that sounds great until you do it for about two years, and you Mm -hmm. end up talking to yourself, right? You're you're excited (laughs) about folding laundry because you've been on the phone all day long. Um, So I had really reached a breaking point where I was either going to have to leave my job and not having, you know, having a family and a mortgage could not sort of take some time off. So I realized that there had to be a way to identify why was I burnt out? What was I missing from my job? And so I think similar to what you all did, I identified that sort of that social piece, that Mm -hmm. water cooler talk was really what I was missing. So that's when I decided to go through yoga teacher training. I wanted to find sort of a, a cohort of friends where they had nothing to do with my job. Um, and so I went through teacher training and sort of have found that niche to help me alleviate some of the burnout. Um, I'm in a different role now, but I think everything ebbs and flows. The weather can depend on it, the summertime. Um, but at the end of the day, I try to find what what am I missing in my work life that I can draw in outside mm-hmm. of that. Um, so I would encourage you to think about well, what are the things that I don't get from my work because no job is perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, Beck had mentioned that once upon a time, I was an Outward Bound instructor. And um, our basement uh, flooded. I don't know. My husband's back there. What, two years ago, a year ago? No, and um, <laughs> he was going through my old Outward Bound stuff. And he found a newspaper clipping of me with my hemp necklace in, my bushy eyebrows. <laughs> I probably reeked of patchouli. Um, and it was my... Um, I was being interviewed by my hometown newspaper in Amory, Mississippi, mm. and I was going to Paraguay. And my husband brought it up. He said, this is so cool. And I started reading. And I'm like, oh, and I just like got really teary-eyed and sad. He's like, that wasn't what I was trying to do. But in that article, it talked about how I was going to go get my master's in social work, and I was going to be involved in social justice. And it was around the time I was really burnt out at work. And that was around the time that I decided to become a board member of a girl serving organization. So I tell you that story because I'm not gonna get that need met at work, but if I can have my social sort of need met in the yoga studio and I could feel that I'm being philanthropic and sort of giving of myself with Girls Leap, it helps alleviate some of that burnout Mm -hmm. at work.
1: Yeah, I think for both of us, the podcast, the piece that was missing, at least for me, was really the community aspect. So I'm not from Boston. I moved here about three and a half years ago. And I feel like I was lucky to work on a job. Shout out to Allie. um, That had a close team. So I at least had that team dynamic at work. But I felt like it was really hard as an adult female who was married (laughs) to make friends it was really really challenging so I think just having this outlet where we can talk to so many amazing women and listeners who are just interested in what we're interested in too it's been huge which sounds so basic when you boil it (laughs) down but it's so true Mm
0: -hmm. yeah um, it's very true I think this has opened a lot of doors like we said earlier and I think To Wendy's point, the fact of finding that thing that you're missing in your work, it's not, you know, like to Ciara's point, quitting your job would be great and having that option would Mm -hmm. be awesome and if you can do that you know do that but you know sometimes you can And so it's like okay where in my life can I find that piece that I'm missing and fulfill that mm-hmm. um so I love I love that you said that um so for Ciara after you took that time off how did you get into the mental space to be able to put yourself back out there because mm-hmm. I think that would be so tough
2: yeah, so just to piggyback off Wendy, during that time, um, about five months later is when I did my yoga teacher training. Mm. So that's when I really started to see shifts in my whole perspective about life and what I really wanted to do. And it's interesting, I can't really explain it unless you've been in that space. It's, it's kind of a feeling that you really can't explain. But I knew that I had to put my life in a different direction so at that point I started I did the training immediately after the training I started teaching I basically hit the ground running Mm -hmm. and I always wanted to do something much bigger than myself so in my early 20s I did a lot of traveling traveling to different countries and doing volunteer work and teaching yoga not only is it just a passion do I love I love yoga in and of itself but I love teaching it was a form of giving back to other Mm -hmm. people. So just realizing that I can actually share something that has benefited my health in so many ways and just kind of give that back and I see the transformations throughout the students. Mm. It's, I it's, can't really explain it. It's, it's great.
1: That's incredible. I want to take a step back because I'm always fascinated when people make such a huge life decision and you just said it like, no big deal, just left my job. <laughs> I would love to hear, so like what was, was there like a, the defining moment, I guess, was maybe the flu. But how did you plan for that? So I feel like you were smart about it, and you said, OK, I'm going to start planning for this. So I just want to hear what was going through your head.
2: Yeah, like I said, it was probably a year, like a long time coming. So I probably stayed in within that job one year way too long. Um, I'm definitely a planner. I'm not the type of person to just, you know, pick up and leave without a plan. So, like I said, I've been thinking about this for over a year. And I saved that money just in case I wanted to do that, you Mm -hmm. know. Just not being so confined to the, um, what would you call it, the security Mm -hmm. of my job. Um, I just knew that, you know, I wasn't feeling well. So, I I definitely needed to take a step. And, you know Mm -hmm. what, if I saw on my face, that's fine. So... I'm glad that I did that because, you know, I think that was kind of like the stepping point where I've learned that, you know what, you know, you can fail in life, but at the same time you can get up, pick back up and, you know, figure it out. But I figured it out. I, I don't worry about me. I'll be fine. So That's amazing. And yeah, like, it worked out. Yeah, and I feel like, honestly,
1: everyone we've talked to on the podcast who's done that is always like, oh, yeah, it totally
0: worked out. Yeah. But I'm always just like, but how? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think what I'm interested in is to find out what you do now in your corporate job. So, Wendy, why don't you go first? What do you do to get that stress out physically and mentally? Um. I
3: fitness for, or is an outlet for me so it's sort of the physical sort of feeling that I can sort of sweat it out and not yell at my poor husband and daughter back in the back of the room <laughs> and they would attest to the fact that I'm probably a much better mom and a better wife and a better person in general just after getting my workout on um, so y- there's trade-offs right you have to sort of figure out you know you actualize what you prioritize right so it's for me getting up early in the morning and I have a little ritual that I do I get up 4.45 or 5. I, so early. I, yeah, I early. know. <laughs> but I'm in bed by 8, so let's just break that down. Um, it's, uh, it's I know, it's time. way past. Yes, this is how much I love you, back.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um,
3: and and these outdoor voices, uh, pants are so comfortable. I'm, they might be my PJs tonight. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Yes. You're ready to work out tomorrow morning. Exactly. Roll out of bed.
3: Um, so I, for me, having sort of this small ritual in the morning where it's quiet, right? The dog's asleep. My kids are asleep. Rich is asleep. Uh, Rich is my husband. Um, And I don't turn anything on, and I just journal. And the journal could be, like, literally three sentences a word, but just taking the time to sort of mentally connect with something. I have coffee. And then by 5, 30, or 6, I'm sweating, right? So it's just a little bit of moment where I'm on my own. I sort of set the intention for the day. And that literally sounds, could be totally cheesy, but it's like, um, when I was out, we're bound struck, we say you have to have a positive mental attitude. So it's kind of how do, you turn, how do you flip that switch? And a lot of it is I try not to look at my phone mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. I do, that's my alarm, but I try not to get my work phone. I try not to check Instagram and it's just literally me, my journal, my coffee, right? I do my workout, I come home and then it's game on, right? So I feel as though that's how I can fit it in. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, having been in the corporate world for a while, I feel I've been able to have a voice and start to advocate for myself. And one way I feel that I'm able to get stressed out at work is I love my team, I love mentoring a team. And so, coaching them on how to have a voice of this is my role in this office, this is how I'm treated, and it's, um, Sort of for me, that brings me joy and that alleviates stress because it's as kind of what Ciara says it's not about me, it's about passing something on. So, mm-hmm. teaching yoga or advocating for your team or being a coach for the next up and coming woman on my team really helps, believe it or not, alleviate stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go home and I'm in bed by eight o'clock. <laughs> that sounds like
1: a, a perfect girl day. after my own heart, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so important. Um, and I so. I have a hard time getting up in the morning. Let's be honest. I am not a morning person John's at like, all. John's like, yes. Yeah, John's like shaking his head. That's my husband back there. Hey, Shout John. Shout out to John. Um, so I have, so so my routine, which is not really routine right now, um, is going either during lunch or after work. Um, and so that works for me. So it's it's not always like you have to wake up so early in the mm-hmm. morning you have to do all of these things you make it work for yourself and mm-hmm. so with the journaling portion I do that at night right before bed I write down 10 things I'm grateful for and then I'm good to go it doesn't need to be this whole mm-hmm. long list of you know yeah three pages of you know your whole life story no yeah. one cares <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah it can be it can be easy and I feel like it's making that first step yeah. Um, so, Ciara, I would love to hear what you do as kind of your routine. Because you, yeah, you have home, a young baby at home, right? Yeah, you have, a she just had a baby. Like, like, look at her. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I know. I wanted to go for the highway highways. I I couldn't find them. You know why? I'm in transition right now. I can definitely resonate with everything that Wendy was saying. This was actually my my old routine. And Mm. now, it's like when you have a child, it's like everything just gets shooken up. And Mm. it's like a shock to your life. So, you know, going to sleep, I'm I'm basically not really (laughs) sleeping that much right now. (laughs) Don't look at my eyes. But... um, sleeping i mean i used to go to bed at 9:30, like clockwork get up 5:30, 6 o'clock an hour before i would have to get up and you know have my lemon water and you know read 15 minutes of a good book um go to work you know work out three four times a week and then at night wind down have an hour to myself go back to bed at 9:30, and just do it all over again and now it's just it's been really hard in terms of the transition but i i'm learning to work with it and i'm fine and Number one is just accepting, you know, what your life is at the moment and just kind of working with it. So... I've been able to find little pockets of time to kind of incorporate wellness um, and get my sleep in like in the morning. Mm. You know, if I'm not able to get up and get my lemon water, at least I'm like, all right, get 40 ounces of water in before noon and get another 40 ounces in before six o'clock. If that's all you can do for yourself for the day, that's fine. You Mm. know, if I don't get to yoga, if I don't get the gym, if I can at least go out on my lunch break and take a 15, 30 minute walk, Mm. that's fine, too. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like what my wellness looks like right now. Yeah. And of course, the new nutrition, just keeping up on that as well. So, yeah. It's still a work in progress, but.
1: Yeah. That's like really refreshing to hear. I feel like sometimes people really sugarcoat it and say, you know, life is basically the same. <laughs> and I just, I mean, I don't have any children, but I just feel like that isn't being honest. So I appreciate you sharing that. I'd love to hear if you experienced the same thing
3: with your daughter. Well, before my daughter, I had a son who cried for the first six months of his life. <laughs> so um, when she looks amazing, I couldn't step out of the house after three months with, with people running scared of me. My outing was my husband walking up from the train. We lived in Roslindale at the time, and he'd be walking up the hill, and as he turned the corner, the windows were up because my son was born in August. He would hear... He didn't know if it was me or the baby, but he would hear <laughs> some screaming. He would literally, I'd be standing at the top of the stairs holding Billy. He'd walk in, I'd <laughs> hand to Billy, and I just would drive to CVS. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do that now? I to yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, I, no, I did not have this routine when I had a young child. And three years later, I had lovely Janie, who never cried, and I didn't sleep then because I was like, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, no, you, 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 you take the space when you can. Um, you forgive yourself, and you, you move on. I mean, you, your body just created a living being. That's pretty amazing. It takes a while to sort of get your body back um, into sort of the place where it can actually work out. And then this the headspace of knowing that you will get there. Um, you know, in my life now, there are days where I, d- I can't work out or I can't go for a walk, and I have to just forgive myself and say, you know and, and, you know, and I don't allow myself a lot of rest, and that's something I know I need to work on. Your body needs to rest. And having those days where you're exhausted, your body's telling you to rest. Mm. and So it's sort of allowing yourself the forgiveness and the space to know that you are human and there's a million things on your plate. And if you can't go to a spinning class, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that forgiveness portion. And I'd love to go back to something you mentioned earlier about advocating for yourself at work. Mm-hmm. So I think that's super important, especially for women in the workplace. And it is shifting, but there's still that kind of struggle. Um, and it gets stressful. It, I mean, I have. Anxiety sometimes just like okay, I need to present this, and I need it needs to go perfectly, and then mm-hmm. I need to do this and this. Um, and so, how do you combat that, and how do you advocate for yourself mm-hmm. at work without getting so anxious about it? It's a great
3: question. It's been it's been a work in progress. I mean, sort of earlier in my career, I was very much a pleaser. I wanted to make sure I knew my job exactly right on the first day, and I had no ramp up time. And just over time, you realize, again, it's sort of that forgiveness and sort of what, what is your growth pattern? I've, I've been really lucky that I've had some pretty amazing women mentors in my life um, in and outside of the workplace. But I, I, I it's very hard for me to sort of see an injustice, so to speak, and not have a reaction. Mm. And what I have learned is I know, I know I wear my emotion on my face. I know I sort of bring it to the table. And what I have sort of learned over the last two years of just things that have been happening in the world that I never really learned how to just be angry and sort of embrace that anger mm. and sort of the anger's not necessarily negative. How can I turn that into more of an advocating voice, right? So I have found sort of a shift of the last couple of years where I'm able to sort of speak my truth in a way that is solution oriented and I try to role model that to my team. It's not always perfect and it sometimes puts people off and sometimes people don't know how to deal with women with that type of voice or that sort of presence. So that is something that I'm very much committed to because I'm a little bit older than my team, a little, and I want to make sure that they have sort of the, a little bit of an easier road. And speaking up for yourself and having a seat at the table and voicing your truth is not a negative. Being emotional about something you're passionate about at work is not a negative. Um, So it's been a work in progress, and it will continue to be so. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have sort of made this commitment to myself to not sit back and be silent. Um, And I always try to come forth with a solution to a problem and not just a complaint. Mm -hmm. So that's really where I am now. I'm like so pumped up I right know. now. I'm like, yes,
1: yeah, go. Go. Yes. <laughs> Thursday's gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I love just kind of also thinking about the piece to that of, you know, if you do come with that voice to the table, and maybe it doesn't come across exactly how you want, having that forgiveness to be like it's okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Have you had to build that?
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, who has ever been really angry at work and just rattle off a really quick email and you're like, oh crap, I wish mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. So it's just taking a deep breath. And I, and I have to say, and as cheesy as this may sound, there are moments at work where I am totally stressed out. And then I'll think back to where I'm like, okay, when I was an Outward Bound instructor and I was on the bank of the Swanee River and there was alligators for real, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was 13 (laughs) court-appointed youth, right? (laughs) That's perspective, right? Like I know that I'm gonna go home to a toilet. I don't have to go to the bathroom (laughs) in the woods. So like things like that help make me realize things at work can be really hard, Um, but I have to put it into perspective. I have to sort of compartmentalize that and realize that it's not just about me. My reaction's going to affect my team. Um, I think out loud a lot, so I have to sort of go to my manager and sort of vent to her before I sort of go back out and, and, um, uh, cause I have, I've been emotional and I've been probably too loud at work at times. <laughs> um, and I've learned the lesson. That's not the best way, um, to, to, to be mm-hmm. heard. So mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: And I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to know more about the, the science world of how, mm. how, that dynamic is because i think uh, at least maybe i'm wrong i don't know i don't know much about the world of biotech um but i'm assuming it's mostly male dominated when you're in the lab
2: is that true i think well it is a very male dominated um, industry but i think in the corporate world there's a lot of positions where you'll find that Mm -hmm. um so how do you make sure that your voice is heard in that world oh geez um I'd say, you know what? You really just have to keep speaking up and advocating for yourself. Like Similar to what Wendy was saying. Um, you really, well, you'll notice that, I mean, I, I'm trying to pick and choose my words here. <laughs> um, a lot of men, they typically don't have issues with, you know, saying what's on their mind and having an opinion or being in a meeting and putting their hand down and being like, you know, I don't like this, you know, this is how I want it. And then usually people don't have anything wrong, have an issue with that. But you'll find that with women, if you find like a strong, powerful woman who has um, a voice of her own and who has opinions and who wants to structure and campaign for herself and her team, you, you'll usually find that there's there, somehow there's like an issue with that. Um, so... That is definitely a challenge and you know it's just something that you have to just keep working with, particularly with myself. And it's nice if you have women and other people on your side that can kind of back you up and be on your team to advocate for you. Because I mean, sometimes you can find yourself just being in a corner on your own and not really getting through or getting anything done. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that, that is, that's definitely true. Having people around you and finding that tribe um, is really important and really necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I think, can we squeeze, so this is completely off track of what we were just talking about.
1: But one thing I do want to touch on in regards to stress and Sierra, I think you can touch on it a little bit. You mentioned you had your gut issues when you were going through a really stressful time at work. How does, can you speak at all to how stress sort of manifests itself in your body?
2: Right. So I think a lot of people don't, really realize how much an effect stress has on your body. So, like I was saying earlier, I was having a lot of issues with my gut and having a lot of radiating pain, bloating, not really sure what was going on, but about 70% of our immune system is housed in our gut. Now, if your stress is compromised, your immune is gonna be compromised and that can just be a whole cascading effect of, you know, you can get headaches or you can get body aches, um, uh, little, you know, gut dysbiosis, you know, and hormone imbalances, et cetera. So it's really important to just keep your stress down and keep your stress levels low and just kind of figure out how you can moderate and uh, figure out how to just keep your stress levels down so it can really have a uh, detrimental effect on your body. Mm -hmm. And what are some tips that you have after going through that to keep that stress
0: down to make sure your gut stays in a happy place?
2: Um, so there's a couple of different things. So there's a lot of different things that can affect your stress. Of course, your environment, um, how your household is like uh, your job. Of course, I think just really staying in tune with how your body is feeling and really tuning into your own energy is a good starting point for really managing your stress. So if you can start with that and tune into how you're feeling and just think to yourself, what can I really do to um, operate from a place of wellness? and trying to just figure out what you can do, whether it be go to an exercise class, go for a walk, or if you're having a difficult conversation with someone, maybe just stepping back from that and just being in a space where you're by yourself where you can just open up and breathe. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a lot of practical tips that you can do that are not commonly implemented. So if I think people can kind of step back and tune into what would work best for you, I mean, just different ways that you can tap in to really lower that stress.
1: I think the breath one is huge. Even doing the meditation, I was like, wow, I've been, like, not breathing at all up here. <laughs> so that was that was really
0: great. Um, I think, should we open it up to yeah. questions? Yeah, should we do some questions? Yeah. Okay, I know you're all <laughs> chomping at the bit to ask us questions. So here we go. Um, so just, um, like, raise your hand, and we'll try and figure out a way to get the mic. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, I was just wondering, like, I know everybody says, like, a meditation or a workout or something. But, like, what's one thing, like, that you do that just really helps your household flow? I mean, I know I got a cleaning lady, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> Shout out to Christina, I stole her cleaning lady. <laughs> but, like, is there something like that? Like, I mean, in this day and age, we so much want, like... I'm like, do I get somebody to do my laundry? Because that might make me less stressful. Like, is can I just get
2: permission to do that? <laughs> I think I have that same question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, my children are old enough. Um, having a routine is really important. So uh, we know, we know when you know electronics are off at a certain time, um, when people are in bed reading at a certain time, and we started that early, early on. Um, for me, getting up in the morning, and even if I don't go and physically work out, journaling is incredibly important. Just having that time and space, having something warm to drink, silence. Um, big advocate for cleaning ladies. <laughs> um, anything, anything to alleviate sort of that stress. Um, I love the ability to work from home when that's, you know, if if you have that option, advocating for your time to be able, if your commute is stressful, could you advocate Mm -hmm. for a day at home or a half day? Um, When I'm in my car, this is true. (laughs) I talk to myself. (laughs) I really do. And it's sometimes I say, you're enough. And I really, really do because maybe I'm having this crazy day, but like deep breaths. I turn off my podcast, my detox and chill podcast and I breathe because I'm in traffic and I'm just trying to tell myself, okay, this is my day. I'm walking through my day. So little bitty rituals and routine has really helped me. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I hope that helps. And the cleaning ladies once a month. They're yeah. I,
0: yeah. I think you definitely have permission to do anything that helps you be less stressed. Um, if you have the financial means to do it, why not? Mm-hmm. And because <laughs> your mental health is so important. Yeah. So if you can alleviate that just a little bit, yeah. I think that is it yeah. it's so much.
1: I feel like one thing, too, that I have really paid more attention to in the past couple years is and this is going to sound really basic and silly but just being more minimal in what's in my apartment because then it's like less to clean less laundry to do it's like less everything and I feel like I'm at just at the point where like if I want to get something new I'd rather get like one nice thing than opposed to a bunch
3: yeah um, one thing that I was just thinking about, and, and I'm going to do a little plug for Girls Leap here. So Girls Leap is a great girl-serving organization. If you're interested in learning, go to girlsleap.org. It's we amazing. work with girls 8 to 18. But one of the things that we teach Girls Leap is the power of the word No. And so the reason I say that mm. is we are overscheduled. Our kids are overscheduled. We are overscheduled. So it's so empowering to say, no, I'm not gonna go out tonight. I'm going to put on my pajamas and watch really yes. bad Riverdale on Netflix. <laughs> yes, I watch it. So that is okay. So it's like allowing yourself the space to say no. Because when you say yes, it's a much more powerful and you're being intentional about how you're spending your time. Um, I feel like it's really, really hard sometimes to say no to your friends about going out or whatever that might be. And so it's really kind of protecting that personal time to be able to be more present during the times where you're you're out and about. Mm-hmm. Preach.
1: I can't believe I didn't even think about that. I know. But I always block off Sundays. Yeah. Sundays are sacred. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we have time for two more questions if anyone has any. Yeah.
1: just scooch (laughs) Uh, so I think we all have our busy times at work so when you don't have any time to work out you have no time for anything and even if like I love my job but there are times in the semester I have zero time 10 minutes what would 10 minutes be for like stress-free things oh I love that question
2: question. yes I could answer that one yeah um I can definitely understand when you come into the fiscal year it's just like go 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 um for me Just getting outside in nature and just sitting by myself, not with my colleagues, you know, not talking (laughs) about work, just me. It's simple, five, ten minutes. Just sit there, breathe, don't even have Mm -hmm. to be eating, just on the bench, sit out, relax. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it does amazing Mm -hmm. effects to your mood. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and, like, how many times do you sit there without your phone? I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I never just sit and just sit and not, like, scroll and...
2: Yeah, for me, I definitely have to be intentional about that. But I, at night, in the evenings, I put my phone in airplane mode, mm. and then I just don't even touch it. And then I put it in a different room. So oh, just being really intentional key. about that.
1: That's <laughs> tough. I know. <laughs> it's tough. What do you do for, do you have like an old-fashioned alarm?
2: I wake up with the sun. (laughs) No, I naturally just wake up with the baby. (laughs) That's true. You're (laughs) up anyways. But, you know, before baby, I would just wake up without an alarm because I was just so used to going to bed at a certain time and waking up at a certain time. (laughs) Are (laughs) you magic? Yeah. You just keep your windows open and wake up with the light, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I love
0: that. Yeah. Especially, I think the phone time has been especially... um, scary seeing the new thing on the <gasps> iPhones where it tells you like yes. how much time you've been using your phone. How so, much have you? I'm not gonna tell you <laughs> that. But it is down eight percent this week. So shout out yeah. to you back. <laughs> <laughs> um so that has been really interesting and it it's almost become like a challenge to me to be like, okay, yesterday I was on my phone for, I don't know, three hours. Today I'm only gonna be on my phone for two and a half or yeah. two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah. So it's a nice little like game to play obviously it's kind of stress relieving sometimes to scroll through Instagram and see what's going on with everybody's lives and see all the pretty pictures. And, you know, sometimes I find that therapeutic, but in this digital world, it's so, so important to get away from it. sometimes. Yeah. Like
1: bring back the old fashioned book. You right. know what I mean? I don't read a book. <laughs> I started reading again and it's just like awesome. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. It's so good. It sounds so nerdy, but it's true. <laughs> um, any other questions? Yay.
1: <laughs> um, all of you guys mentioned journaling as something that you guys do, and that's something that I've struggled to get into the habit of doing. Um, my question is kind of how, when did you start doing it? Like, what point in your life did you make it part of your routine? How did you make it part of your routine? And then how do you prompt yourself to write? It's a great question. I've you. done it
3: in fits and spurts, really. I've never been super consistent. Um, sort of, you know, Pre-kid, did it a lot. Um, young kid time, not so much. And I'd say more now in the past year or so. And part of it has been my work has been very stressful. Um, I've had a lot of uh, changes in my job. So it's been just, even if it's like a minute, it's like making it part of my routine. And some days I write a lot. Some days I write down what I eat because my stomach's not feeling well. And then that becomes more of a like utilitarian use for it. And then I love to go back. And so what was I feeling a year ago? You know, and, and so I always sort of started off with a new year. And I've had actually people write messages in my journal to me um, that will say, you know, my, my, I got a journal for Christmas this past year and we spend New Year's with our best friends. And I had all their kids, my kids, and our friends write messages to me. And that just sort of motivates me That's to go so back. Cute. So I wouldn't. If it's distress if it's stressful don't do it <laughs>
2: <laughs> but if it's if you
3: buy buy go buy a nice little pretty journal carry it with you it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning it could be when you're sitting outside for that 10 minutes and once it becomes a part of routine you kind of crave it because it's you're
0: your solely focused
3: mm-hmm. on your feelings or whatever that might be
0: Yeah I think for me it was I so I have always loved to write, but in recent years, it just, I haven't been motivated to actually write in a physical journal. So I downloaded this app called Day One. Um, it's just on my phone, and um, it's like password protection and everything. You can add pictures in there, and then at the end of the year, you can actually make it into a physical book. So I loved that idea of like being able to print it out later. Um, and I started out doing it with, like I mentioned earlier, just doing 10 things that I'm grateful for that day. And honestly, some days I'm like, I'm grateful for the turkey i had today for dinner <laughs> like it's it can be the dumbest things but it's just getting into that habit yeah. um of actually doing it and then i realize after i've done the 10 things i'm like oh well i want to explain that one more or i want to talk about what i did today and mm-hmm. i can add a picture in there from the day and then at the end of the year i'll have this pretty little journal
1: yeah well, yeah yeah and i think just the gratitude piece of it for me is what i connect with the most so just jotting a thing i'm grateful for which to your point can be like super simple
0: um yeah like grateful for clean sheets yeah you know it's like simple i'm going to sleep (laughs) right for a cleaning lady for for this podcast that i ate um So, yeah, well, thank you all so much. Those questions were amazing. Thank you to Wendy and Ciara for being amazing panelists. Let's give them a little round of applause. Um, And
1: shameless plug. So if you don't follow (laughs) us on Instagram. Please go and follow yeah. us. Um, yeah, also, by the way,
0: we're the Detox and chill Podcast. <laughs> I don't think we said that. I don't that. think so.
1: No. Um. Yeah. So follow us on Instagram. Um, we also have a Facebook group that's just a really safe space where you can talk about anything you're struggling with. We share fun stuff too. Um, and rate and review our podcast because it really helps us. So if you don't know how to do it, I can show you. And mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, and we'd love to snap some photos with all of you tonight. So come (laughs) find us. Please introduce yourselves. We'd love to meet all of you. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much for coming. Um, I don't know if there's much food left, but grab whatever's there. Um, And, yeah, shop a little bit if you want to. There is a discount, um, 15% off with a cook. Well, 15% off your hair. Um, (laughs) uh, So you can shop around and yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming. Yay. (laughs)